0: Hi, this is Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast, the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today I'm a guest on the On the Road Podcast, and Feeney Lindell will be asking me some questions about my latest book, Your Part in God's Story, 40 Days from Genesis to Revelation
1: kind of start just tell us a little bit about your new book and and even a story to get to it
0: okay
2: well it was sort of my covid book (laughs) Mm. so uh only about a a year ago you know we're all locking down and and stuff and jumping on jumping on zoom and we're doing training all over and a few months of that sort of frantic activity And I thought, why don't I just stop and and ask the Lord, what's this time about for me? You know, what should the priorities be? And I really felt he challenged me to to get working on this book. So um, uh, I guess a lot of authors are going to have COVID books and this is mine. It's it's, uh, Your Part in God's Story, 40 Days from Genesis to Revelation. But it had been sort of brewing away within me really for, the, for about maybe the last four or five years. Um, I was really struck by this just winsome story of Jesus rising from the dead. And there he is on the Emmaus Road sneaking up on a couple of his disciples and asking some questions getting them all agitated and saying, you know, don't you know anything? <laughs> you know? And and then he makes himself known, but only uh, after he's taken them uh, from Genesis to Malachi, you know, the, the law, the, the, the prophets, the Psalms, explaining uh, why the Messiah had to come and suffer and die, and rise again and why this, this gospel for the forgiveness of sins goes is, is going to go to the ends of the earth. And, and, well, that's partly what he explains on the Emmaus Road, and then he appears back in Jerusalem, you know, springs himself on the disciples there. Mm-hmm. And it just got me thinking. For some reason, for a long time, I was just captivated by this stories in Luke 24. And it sort of hit me that, you know, these disciples are a little bit like us. They've really let the Lord down. I mean, they've seri- they're coming off serious failure, you know, mm-hmm. you know running in fear, denying him, uh, all of that. And these are the guys he's trained over three years. And you you sort of think, well, you know, I tell people, you know, just imagine being trained by Jesus you know, mm-hmm. and you'd think that would be enough. <laughs> and yet he knows what's coming. He wasn't surprised by their failure. So he, this is part of him shaping them mm-hmm. to fulfill this, this great missionary task. Even, even their failure is factored in as far as Jesus is concerned. And so how does he restore them mm-hmm. and get them ready for the task? And then the coming of the Spirit and let's go. Mm-hmm. Well, and this was the surprise for me because you know I often say if 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 Jesus appeared <laughs> mm-hmm. I, to me and you know physically in this room, um, I would I would want him to speak and and just talk to me about stuff. I'd be writing it down, you know, recording. Right. You know. But what he wants to do is, Steve, get out your Old Testament. Mm. I'd like to take you through it there's some stuff you've been missing mm. and it says he opens their minds to understand the scriptures so you know this is how he restores he forgives them and all of that but he he restores them and gets them ready for the mission by helping him see helping them see the whole purposes of God you know God's story, throughout the whole of scripture, and then their part in it. And then spirit comes in power. um, They hit the ground running with the core missionary task. So I thought, okay, if this is what his disciples needed, then surely all the more we need it today. Mm -hmm. Um, So why not not go that journey? So for a number of years I was just working through cover Mm -hmm. to cover, Um, You know, both my own reading and just reading the best sort of um, writers on both Old and New Testaments, trying to get a grasp on this this incredible story of God's plan of salvation. And and also with that, though, because part of what Jesus is explaining, because it's 40 days, um, is the missionary task he's giving them. Mm-hmm. um that that the gospel's going to go to the gentiles to every every people group so that's sort of mm-hmm. the four or five year journey i was going on and and this book was brewing away in me and then COVID came and that was one of the blessings that came out of COVID. Again, it's why choose 40 days? Because that lent the book to feel a lot
1: different than your other books where you just kind of yeah. it's a sit down, read. Yes, and, um, it's a different is- sort of book.
2: Well, yeah. one of the things I, I really felt was um, we we want this to be discovery in the scriptures because mm. people learn things far better and own them if they discover for themselves. So I, I took out anything referring to here's the strategy, you know, we talk about the four fields and here's the skills you need, let me tell you about the skills and all of that, because that's in the other books. And I thought let's just approach the scriptures with an open mind and see what jumps out at us. Now I did, you know, in each of my, what I've written as a reflection on each reading I did um, make sure that that sort of did highlight some things and and tied all the stories together over the forty days. Um, but why forty days? Well, it's really that the um, Luke tells us. Uh, I think it's in Acts, Acts one, that Jesus is teaching them over a period of forty days. So I just picked that up, and you know, I, I actually I think I might have started with thirty days. Um, and I I can't do this. You know, there's it, just so much to cover, you know. But if we did 365 days, well, no, a lot of people would struggle with that sort of time commitment. But most of us can 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 imagine setting aside, you know, at least half an hour uh, over 40 days, even if, you know, some people do it Monday to Friday and have a break on the weekends. But 40 days is a doable thing. Um so that's why we structured it that way. But yes, you're not you're not going to, you know, get a whole lot of strategy and skills and history and all. That's the other books. This one just prayer, reflection, the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, let them speak, and then there's room in the book for you to to write out your reflections and to make commitments. Um, there's also the suggestion that. You know, most of us, you know, will do this individually most of the time, but it would be great once a week to get together with others doing the 40 days and and share the learning and do one of the studies together as a group. Mm. So we've built in that group dynamic that you can do um, the 40-day, we call it the 40-day challenge as a group. I'm doing some of them again myself. And I, I did once, we were recording uh, uh, like a webinar. So we got a few people together and we did the first study to show people how you could do it as a group. And I'm just amazed. You know, I, I, I've read commentaries on this. I've studied this my whole life. And, and new stuff or fresh stuff is jumping up out of the pages of Scripture. So even an old guy like me can benefit. Ask for what? What do we as a general Christian, uh, the Christian community normally
1: get wrong about our part of God's story, about God's mission? Just I
2: think some of us take on too much of the ultimate burden mm. and, and feel like, um, you know, it's all up to me. Um, and the amazing thing is just how God keeps coming through and choosing unlikely people uh. but he doesn't leave them there you know so he'll he'll choose someone like abraham but then over time he's shaping abraham you know what does abraham do to deserve all the promises of god well nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there's it's it's, it's but, but the Lord is going to go to work on Abraham mm. <laughs> and shape him and teach him. And the high point of that is this um, incredible story, in many ways very hard to understand story, of where Abraham has got to take the child of promise and offer him up, offer Isaac up as a sacrifice. And there's a lot I don't understand about that a whole incident. But what you do see is God is shaping his heart. You know, now I know, Abraham, that, you know, you, you're willing to trust me to ex- express your faith in obedience, and mm-hmm. this is the sort of person I want to be the father of a nation that, that will be a blessing to the world. So in, it, it sounds funny, but in one sense, you know, Abraham, don't take yourself too seriously because mm-hmm. this is the choice and action of God, and he will follow through. And another side, well, Abraham, you better take it pretty seriously because God's going to go to work on you. He's going to mm. shape you. And you know, I think a lot of practitioners, um, maybe the guys more than the, the the girls, we we tend to think if we just get these right principles, we'll make this thing happen. You know, it's all a matter of science and engineering, and mm. and and maybe just amount of, of work and, and prayer that we put in. Um, There's another part of this that Paul just says, you know, hey, this is not a miracle what God has done. And, you know, I just like to glory in, in, in my weakness. Mm-hmm. And yet God's shaping Paul. So these two things are going on. God's purposes, his story, his mission is unfolding. And he's taken charge. You know, Jesus rose from the dead. He still leads the way. You know, it's not like he's abdicated. He's ruling from heaven, and his spirit and his word—they're—they're—they're they're, they're stirring things up. And and yet, he's chosen us to play a part, and draws us into that, shapes our hearts, um, oversees our development in our skills. You know, like when he chooses the the first disciples, he says, "Come, follow me. I'm going to teach you how to fish." Um, he's still doing that. He's still teaching us and shaping uh, how we do the ministry. Sometimes we get surprised as practitioners about, Lord, why are you so preoccupied with shaping me? We got to get this job done. You know, Paul's in prison, or maybe you're in you're in hospital, or uh, maybe that visa is denied, and you're thinking, God, get your act together. You know. And he's saying, no, 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 no. I will, I will get this done. But I've chosen you to play a part. So find out what it is, and allow me to to use you. Visa denied, visa, mm. you know, given. Uh, either way, you you find your part in this story. And um, it's a wonderful freeing thing mm. to. And I'm sure that's what was going on for the disciples as Jesus is taking them through the whole story of Scripture. And Jesus is finding his own story in the story of Scripture. That's why he, he understood why it was he had to suffer and die and then rise. So that's, mm. um, that's good. That's what I'm learning. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think of another one of the stories that really encouraged me was uh, Jonah. Mm. You know, Jonah's call comes <laughs> he runs the opposite direction all mm-hmm. the way he's headed I want to get to Spain <laughs> and um, you know sometimes people paint Jonah as a bit of a racist he didn't like those Assyrians well I've done a bit of research on those Assyrians <laughs> they were cruel mm-hmm. they were they were they were crueler than the cruel and they would boast about it in their official records our, uh, what they did to poor, uh, not just soldiers but civilians, men, women, and children, mm-hmm. um, and and so Jonah runs the opposite way, and yet God has a plan. So you know, we'll mm-hmm. summon up the fish, and <laughs> and all of these things will go wrong in your life, Jonah. Well, let's let's find a security in that that if we run from the will of God, He's He's going to chase us. And uh, want to turn us around. Um, And so the the story of Jonah isn't just the story of the conversion of Nineveh. It's the story of the conversion of the missionary. You know, Jonah's the biggest obstacle here. (laughs) And yet even at the end of the book of Jonah, it's just a short four chapters, um, it's not resolved. You know, God's asking questions, saying, Shouldn't I care for this great city? And then the book ends, mm-hmm. and uh, it's left hanging there with God asking His messenger, you know, uh, shouldn't I care, mm-hmm. even for the the violent, cruel Assyrians that they might turn and believe? So mm-hmm. those stories encourage the heart. They give us they they order encourage us in our weakness at times mm-hmm. that our confidence would be in a great God who will not leave us alone. So I'm wondering uh, just to relate it to
1: some people that I've been interviewing, mm-hmm. just finding people that are seeing churches form out of lostness. There anywhere, mm-hmm. Where would you see that kind of your book speak into that, that any, any believer gets that, that part. It's not just the Peters and the Pauls that we've mentioned, but there there's others mm-hmm. as well.
2: Well, certainly, um, let, let's remember that, that that certainly the Peters didn't start out as some mm. big name leader; right. <laughs> they were just ordinary people, and um, mm. both men and women who were following Jesus, and uh, he he called them to follow to make mm. him their Lord, and he promised to teach them how to fish for people, and those that. That following and fishing call is to every disciple, mm. and you know you read the the Great Commission, and we 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 spend one of the the, the studies is on the Great Commission. You know, it's given to every believer, um, the the call to make disciples. And now, not every believer is going to get to go to the ends of the earth, mm-hmm. but we're part of a missionary movement, and we have our part to play, um, and um, then you see in the book of Acts, you see how the spirit comes mm-hmm. on, not just the, the 12, the spirit comes on all the people of God and, and, and they're boldly proclaiming um, God's goodness. Uh, or in the prayer meeting in Acts 4, I love that time after Peter and John are are, uh, are released. I think that was the first time they were arrested in Acts. And every believer is is is. Is, is speaking God's word boldly and in power. Um, and then you see how some of those breakthroughs in the first half of Acts, second half of Acts, more focus on Paul, but in the first half of Acts, you see, uh, oh, my goodness, uh, you know, the gospel starts getting out and popping up in all sorts of faraway places. Mm. And the apostles are saying, let's catch up to what God's doing through ordinary people. Um, And so that's a recurring theme. Even for Paul, you know, he's there for, I think it's, um, I can't remember the exact time, but but a bit less than three years in Ephesus. Luke gives us a pretty strong impression. He's just there um, evangelizing and proclaiming the gospel in the school of Tyrannus and based in the city of Ephesus. But the gospel's getting out to the whole of Asia Minor. Mm -hmm. And that's happening through ordinary people. Churches are being planted that we don't know the name of because they're just in some little town outside Mm -hmm. of Ephesus or in uh, Hierapolis and uh, Laodicea and Colossae where Epaphras was. Mm -hmm. Um, So that theme of, you know, the priesthood of all believers, it just keeps recurring now. And God does raise up leaders from amongst them. We just need to remember, where did those leaders get their Uh, start? And
1: I wonder if there's any particular study that speaks to the current season that we're in. Um, I think it'd be easy to say, well, yeah, we have a part in God's story, but we probably just need to hunker down. I mean, in my area, the pandemic seems to be getting better, but then anytime I turn on Mm. the news, you can hear about places that are continually getting worse or worse again, or worse Mm. for the first time. So I guess, how can we really I just, the question in my mind is how do we, how do we really join God's mission, join our part in his story with, um, yeah, with so much uncertainty going on?
2: Well, you know, I, we, we dropped into, in, in the studies, one of the studies mm-hmm. we looked at what Jesus said about uh, uh, persecution mm-hmm. in, in um, gospel of John in, in one of his farewell discourses and, you know, you read that and there's a lot of the, the people of God around the world who would immediately identify um, if they're outside the, the West, um, not not just uh, being on the outer, but, you know, violent persecution. And you read that and Jesus sort of saying, guys, this is sort of how it is, mm. you know, or, or we also drop into, uh, I think it's Matthew 24 where when Jesus talks about the end times and, by end times, he, he means from his day through to when he returns. It's a whole era of the mission of the church. And um, he says trouble, guys, mm. you know, earthquakes, <laughs> persecution, famines. Yeah. So we shouldn't be saying, uh, well, we've got to hunker down, it's COVID. We ought to be saying, oh, more's coming, mm. <laughs> you know. Um, more trouble is coming. Let me promise you that. I mean, it's in the Bible. Paul mm. says in, in Acts uh, 14, I think it is, you know, uh, through through many hardships we'll enter the kingdom, you know, in mm. its fullness at the end of time. So normality is, it's not the whole of life and it's not the whole of following Jesus, but the recurring experience of believers around the world right now is, is battle and hardship. Yeah. Um, and it's not something we're used to. Uh, I, I wonder, and I'm, I'm not predicting dates and times, I'm just wondering whether uh, the Lord will continue to shape, shape the Western world. And this is something he does, and you, you get to I mean, we all love that story of Isaiah um, where he has the vision of God's glory in the temple. But it comes in a time where God is shaking, you know, Assyria is on the rise and and threatening Judah. The the king has just died. Um, Isaiah has this message of lovely message of judgment on God's people Mm -hmm. because they've they've, they've turned their back on him. In the midst of that, he sees this vision of, of God in his glory on his throne. And we love to camp there. We forget the context. The context was awful mm-hmm. of what Isaiah was part of, and what sustained him is this vision of God and His purposes in history, God's story, and then Isaiah is finding his part in God's story. And guess what? It's to proclaim a message to hearts that are hard, mm-hmm. and and Jesus picks up the same when He's teaching, and we. We do the parable of the sower. He picks up that um, from Isaiah, I think it's from Isaiah 6, where where Isaiah gets his commission to proclaim the gospel to hard Mm -hmm. hearts. And Jesus says, this is what? Parable of the sower, guys. There are hard hearts out there. It's tough proclaiming the gospel, but look for the fourth soil person. Mm -hmm. So once you get a picture of the grand sweep You're not locked in just to your moment in history. Oh, it's COVID or, oh, we've got, I don't know, strife with China or Mm there's political turmoil um, in US politics or a culture war going on. All of these things and Isaiah is just flat on his face before God, the living God in the temple and, you know, Mm -hmm. Psalm 2, which we look at, you know, why do the nations rage, you know, God's on his throne working out his purposes. So let's get busy. Then we jump into Revelation. Mm. And it's jaw dropping. We've got three studies in, in, uh, in Revelation. And now, you know, the curtain is pulled back on, on history. And in Revelation, it's also a battle, it's mm-hmm. also hard. There's suffering, there's martyrs, all of that. But Jesus is risen, he is glorious, he's coming in power. God will sum up all things in him. You know, we'll be standing before the, I'm preaching now, Mm, (laughs) we'll be standing before the throne with people from every tribe, Mm. every tongue, every nation, worshipping the living God, the lamb that was slain. And we'll forget about Mm -hmm. these. I mean, COVID will be a bump in the road. We won't Mm -hmm. even bother about it then. Maybe before I ask one more
1: question about the, 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 related the the book, do you want to just give us details for anybody that's interested of how to find out more, stay in touch for yeah. when, when the book will come out?
2: There'll be all sorts of links on movements.net. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I'm I'm challenging us to do, and I'm going to do it myself, is the 40-day challenge. So that's at movements.net backslash 40 days. And so you go the journey with others in terms of let's commit and you might start when the book comes out uh, just before Easter. It'll be out, you know, by the end of March. Uh, or you might start a few days later or a week or a month later. But let's, let's go this 40-day challenge, uh, writing out your reflections each day, maybe meeting once a week uh, for about 90 minutes with others. So you can sign up for the 40-day challenge. And if you do that, you'll you'll get an email every day from me during your 40-day challenge encouraging you, uh, reminding you some of the things, giving. Also, as as you move through the studies, you know, what's next now? This has been about seeing the, the great story of God throughout all of scriptures, finding your part in it. Well, what's next? Practically, you know, you will need to jump into some, some, some training, some action. So um, if people go to movements.net, they'll, they'll find links to all of that. What are you hoping um, the average
1: reader that that would pick it up? What are you hoping they leave with? What are you hoping they can take away into their, their daily walk with the Lord, their daily life?
2: I, I want them to be different people. Like, like those first disciples who are very aware of where they failed the Lord and their limitations, you know, being given a task that is impossible for them to do, mm-hmm. and a bunch of fishermen, a couple of tax collectors or something, and yet they've met the risen Lord Jesus. And I want people, as they, they step through the 40 days, um, I want them to know that Jesus is opening their minds to understand the Scriptures. Uh, who he is, what he's done for them, uh, what what his mission is in this world, and our part in it. Um, and if we can do that, you know, and we can be confident because the same risen Lord is available to us through mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, through His Word. So that's my prayer for everyone who does uh, the 40-day challenge, and to everyone who reads, um, you know, your part in God's story.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Visit movements.net to find out how you can get your copy of Your Part in God's Story. And visit movements.net backslash 40 days to find out more about how you can sign up for the 40 day challenge. This has been Steve Addison for the Movements podcast.